Welcome back to the Impactful Relationships Podcast. So glad to have you here with us today. How are you doing? Have you taken a moment to slow down yet today? If you haven't, take a moment to slow down. Stop. Just notice your breath. Notice your breathing. And look around you. If you're outside, notice the beauties that you're seeing. If you're inside at your house or the office or even a store, just notice some things that might be impactful and, and meaningful. And just take a moment to, to bring those in. In this episode today, we're going to talk about understanding. Now, the majority of communication is considered nonverbal. The actual percentage that that I've seen from different research studies varies anywhere from 65% to 93%. But the idea is that communication is more nonverbal than verbal. And that can include things like tone and volume of voice, pace of speech, body language, etc. And When there's another person's behaviors and they don't make sense and we're experiencing frustration, annoyance, resentment, um, contempt, it's generally because we're not understanding their experience. There's more to their story that we don't see and that we don't understand. If we truly understood, then we would not be frustrated, more than likely. Uh, We would have empathy and be able to sit with them in their experience. So in this episode, we're going to talk about three concepts to help increase our ability to understand and one skill as well. So let's start off with the concepts. The first one is empathy. So empathy, there's a lot of different ideas of what this is. You can go um, spend some time looking at some of Brene Brown's research around empathy, shame, vulnerability, and she'll give some great insight into this. Chris Voss, um, he has a unique um, insight into empathy based off of who he is. If you look at Brene Brown, so Brene Brene Brown is a researcher um, in the the mental health field. And so, you know, her experiences and things comes more from the um, social science avenue and perspective of things. Now, Chris Voss, he is a former FBI negotiator. So very different than uh, someone working in the mental health field. But this is what he has to say about empathy. He said, The beauty of empathy is that it doesn't demand that you agree with the other person's ideas. You can sit in someone's experience. You can be in their experience with them. But you don't have to agree with them. Think about that from a hostage negotiator. That's what he did with the FBI's perspective. In really intense situations, life or death situations, he had the ability to sit in someone's experience with them, but it didn't demand that he would agree with them or with their ideas. So a negotiation perspective, that's vital, but also in just relationships in general. Sit in someone's experience, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with them. You can still be with them in their experience. Second concept is differentiation. Uh, so two of the main researchers on differentiation is um, Bowen and David Snarch. So David Snarch, he describes differentiation in a few ways. One is the ability to hold on to yourself in the presence of intense emotions. And the second, he says, by differentiation, I mean not caving into the pressure to conform from a partner who has tremendous emotional significance in your life. So you're not caving into the pressure on what someone else is asking you to do, especially when they have a significant presence in your life. You're able to maintain your autonomy 
while still staying connected to someone. I can be connected to you and close to you while still disagreeing with you, while still having different perspectives than you. I can be close to you and you cannot be okay and I can still be okay. Or I cannot be okay and you can be okay. Or our relationship can be okay when we're both not okay. It's not fragile. Differentiation. Third is um, vulnerability. One of the ways that Brene Brown, that she talks about vulnerability, is she says that vulnerability is uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. But vulnerability is not weakness. It's our most accurate measure of courage. So it's uncertainty, right? I'm taking a risk. I'm going out there and exposing myself emotionally. It's not going in and telling your deepest, darkest secrets to every single person around you. That's not healthy vulnerability. Um, that may be stupidity. <laughs> um, and I don't mean that in a rude way. It's just it's not going to get you the results that you'd want from want from being able to share. But when you are vulnerable and authentic, it takes courage. And it takes courage to be who you are and to stand up for your thoughts and your values and your emotions and all the situations and experiences that, that you're in. Now, these concepts are key. And one of the important things to consider as we're talking about these things is that we see the world as we are, not as it is. So we see things through our own lens. We see, we see things through our lens and through our perspective, but not as they really are, not as reality. There's something called flashbulb memory. And this has to do with how our brain remembers information and recalls information. So if you were to go back to a really um, stressful or exciting time in your life, you may have some very specific and vivid memories uh, about that instance. Maybe it's a wedding day, a graduation. Maybe it was a really scary experience you, you went through. Maybe it's connected to something like 9-11. Whatever it is, you probably have very specific memories of that day and that, that experience. Now, the interesting thing is, is you could write down your experiences and your memories about that. And someone else who shared that experience with you that was there, if they were to write down their memories and experience about it, there would be incongruence between your two stories. There'd be differences. And it's not because either one of you is lying. And it's not that necessarily one of you is right and it's one of you is wrong. It's just you're remembering things differently. Your brain's recalling information differently. And you're seeing things through your own lens and perspectives. So you're seeing things as you are, not as they are, not as reality is. Now, Stephen Covey and his really famous book, Seven Habits for Highly Successful, dot, dot, dot. I think the book's been written for highly successful, 15 people, leaders, teenagers, you know, insert um, type of person here. But one of the seven habits is seek first to understand and then to be understood, right? When we can set aside our need to correct or to be seen as competent or to be right, um, and even be able to put kind of our insecurities aside. Maybe it's like we feel like we're better than someone or we feel like we're not good enough, like I'm less than someone else. We can, we can set those vulnerabilities aside and simply enter into someone's experience. That takes empathy to be able to do that and differentiation, and it's a vulnerable place to be. See how these three concepts are coming together there? Now, when I sit down in this experience 
and I can just simply seek to understand someone. There's a couple different skills you could use. One's reflective listening, meaning that as someone's explaining their experience to you, as opposed to jumping in and sharing your thoughts or asking questions or sharing your opinions about things, you simply reflect back what you're hearing the other person tell you. Um, And I don't mean you're like a robot repeating word for word. Well, what you just said was dot, 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 dot. No, but it could be, I hear that you're saying that you're not feeling comfortable with this decision or that you're feeling scared, right? If you can hone it on the emotion, that generally can help someone feel understood. And when they feel understood, they're more likely to share more. They're more likely to be vulnerable and open up to you. And so when that understanding's there, and they're at a place where they feel fully understood, then they're going to be more apt to be able to be in a place where they can seek to understand your reality and in your perspective. And this isn't done from the intent to, I'm going to show you or help you understand how my perspective's right and your perspective's wrong. It's going to end in disaster. It's going to be a debate. It's not going to be enhancing understanding. But if you can really kind of put down your weapons of war, if you will, like, again, the need to be right, need to be seen a certain way, be able to set your own biases um, aside for a minute and enter someone else's world, you're going to enhance your understanding. And then as you allow someone else, this takes vulnerability, right? It's risky to share what you're really thinking and feeling with someone else. When you can open up and you share that with someone else, and they're able to understand you and to hear you, it feels good. Like it, it brings a sense of like safety. It can create um, emotional attachment um, in some ways, right? Where I, I can now feel safe talking with you. That oftentimes when we do this, um, whatever the problem was doesn't even matter anymore, right? It's gone away. We don't have to solve the problem. The shared understanding um, is the kind of the solution and the answer where you can still have a very different reality. You can have different beliefs and morals and ideals than the other person and even behaviors. And sometimes there may be behavior to happen that wasn't wrong, but now you've understood their story. You've understood maybe what their experience was of why they did what they did. And there's still consequences, outcomes for people's behaviors and actions, but it can remove our need to correct or fix or solve someone else. Um, as a person, because we can see them, we can sit in their shoes and understand who they are and kind of gain love for that person. You don't have to love someone else's behaviors or decisions, but you can be okay with them. And when they can be okay with you, that creates growth and it creates understanding. It allows us to reflect on our own perspectives, ideas, and to become better people and to um, become a better partner, a better spouse, a better employee, a better friend, um, and enhances our relationships and enhances our ability to be more empathetic, to differentiate, to be more vulnerable. And as you do those things, you're going to experience greater meaning and satisfaction in relationships and likely more happiness overall in your life. Now, as always, this information, it's not counseling, it's not therapy, this is not advice specific to you and your situation, it's simply information, and information that I hope that you find impactful for your life. Thanks for taking the time to be here with us today, and I look forward to having you back on future episodes.